This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good afternoon, everyone. With Maddie Harkins driving the ship today, I'm Bob Pompiani on the first day of spring. It's a beautiful day in Pittsburgh. Happy spring. And it's certainly more optimistic as we look ahead with all the vaccines rolling out and everything else, hopefully we can get back to normal sooner rather than later. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. I'm here until 1 o'clock. Stark Raven comes up after that. Joe Starkey at 1 o'clock to continue the conversation, and I can't wait till he sings again with his next uh, commercial ad. He, he has a wonderful voice, and he's using it to the advantage of him and his endorsement sponsors. <laughs> we want to also tell you this NCAA basketball report is brought to you by Yingling Traditional Lager. Spread your wings. As I said, Ohio State out. Purdue is out. Who will fall today? Potential for more upsets tomorrow on KDK. West Virginia, Syracuse, 515. Bob Huggins. And he got his 900th win last night against Syracuse. Buddy Behind, Jim's son, 30 points as they beat San Diego State. By the way, you can also uh, follow us on Twitter at 937TheFan, driven by Shorty Kia, Pittsburgh's number one Kia dealer. Shop all three locations. And uh, you can let us know what you think about all of this on the fan hotline, which is brought to you by the Workers' Compensation Law Firm of Hall & Capitas. 412-928-9370. I said Steve was hanging on. He continued to hang on through the break. So, Steve, welcome to the program, and I appreciate your opinions. What's up? Hey, how you doing, Bob? Good, thanks. I just want to touch base on the Juju thing and tell you what I think about it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, salary cap's down right now, Correct. Yes, salary, down salary by fifteen cap. million. What they expected? Yeah, so salary cap jumps up next year. Juju signed a one-year contract. Why would you not go back and play with the quarterback that you have a rapport with that you know big numbers, and then someone next year? He signed a one-year deal. Why would you not come back to the team that you know that you're good with, and then put up big numbers? And bam, if Kansas City and Baltimore were throwing numbers at you now, imagine what he's going to get next year. Well, yeah, I understand that. But, again, this all started with him expecting to get a kind of mega deal. Now, whether that was his agent's thought, his thought, it never came to be. He waited and waited, and this became an option. I don't think it was his first option, obviously, the way he had put himself on uh, social media. But it is. It makes sense for them. I think if they they were not going to give him a long-term deal right now. But I think for one year they can certainly handle that, and it adds to their strength, which is wide receiving. But I also think that he miscalculated his own value in this particular offseason. Now, next year, yeah. he's only 24. The kid's got a lot of football left in him, and he's a good receiver. Exactly. Exactly, Bob. He's a good receiver. And if he comes out and puts up big numbers this year, 
people are going to offer more money next year. Like, he, he got to look at it like this. Okay, the salary cap's down, so you didn't get money. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but so the, here, think, here's the thing, though. The big numbers, that's another interesting debate, Steve, because Deontay Johnson is ready to make a jump forward. So is Chase okay. Claypool. And Juju's numbers may not actually increase just because those two guys are emerging. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. He has a good relationship but, with Roethlisberger, as you said. The thing about it, this in no way impacts their salary cap. It really doesn't. It's a minuscule charge to their salary cap. They still have 8 to 10 million. I don't, my math is not good enough to figure out exactly. 8 to 10 million yeah. available this year. They can still sign a couple of free agents to come in and help after their draft. So there's still a lot of roster building going on. You can question their roster management if you'd like, because I think it's a legitimate topic. But I also think this was a no-brainer for them to bring him back at $8 million one year. They probably oh, never definitely. expected that coming. No, so my whole thing with Juju, like, you just got to think. So if the calories, that, like, so even if with Dante Johnson and Chase Claypool margin, that just takes the heat off of Juju, honestly. That just gives him more looks. Well, Cause, I don't you know. You would think that, but you, it may go the other way. I don't know. I mean, he's right. going to have to step up big, and that's another good thing about giving a guy a one-year contract. It's on the player to really step exactly. up his game because he has future money at stake. So, from hey, that point of view, it was hey, easy Bob, for the Steelers. The yeah, Thanks, Steve. I love the contract. Hey, have I appreciate. A good day. It. All right, you too. But um, you know, they still need other things, and and this move will not impact that. They still have to do these things. Steven Nelson, I'm still surprised at. Uh, I'm surprised, but they must have made a talent decision on him and said, is he worth keeping longer term beyond this year? Because they were going to be faced with that. They decided not to. Okay. They better hope they have someone over there who can help, and Joe Hayden is an aging player as well. If it was a choice between Hayden and Nelson, and as much as I like Joe Hayden, I would have taken Nelson. They obviously think differently than that. You know, they you know they got to find someone to play slot corner. they got... You know, hopefully for them, it's Alex Highsmith who can fill the void left by Dupree. That's a big void to fill. But T.J. Watt's present will help Highsmith, just as it did Dupree. Inside linebackers, man, they got some issues there. Spillane is back, but, the, you know, to me, he was always a depth guy. As a starter, I think you see some of his flaws. Devin Bush is going to have to be an unbelievable player for them coming back from his injury. And they need that. But they also need depth there. Absolutely do they need depth. They signed Wormley, who did nothing last year, uh, to their uh, defensive line. They need more help there as well. They have some younger guys. Are they capable of stepping up? That's going to be one of the questions, and there are a lot of positions the Steelers have to address. Are they capable of stepping up? 412-928-9370. Let's go to Lewis on the cell phone. What's up, Lewis? How are you? Hey, good morning, Bobby, man. Good day to be in Pittsburgh with Juju back. I am scared of Mike Hilton over there in Cincy with their new secondary. I'm thinking, you know, them with uh... – a healthy Joe Burrow, if we don't win the division, it's going to be them. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm wondering mm. about Kumar Rocker and Pittsburgh. You know, if we don't take him, it's going to be the other guy from Vandy. And uh, I got my coworker telling me Rocker's control can be an issue. The other guy's pumping 100. I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Well, they're both talented guys. Jack Leiter uh, is a guy that I would take. Why wouldn't you take him? He's, he's shown they're one, two at Vanderbilt. Would you like to face Vanderbilt, Lewis? I mean, one after another, you get those two guys coming at you back-to-back. Uh, Rocker's control, I mean, it's had its issues, but I think he's, you know, he's perfectly capable like he did last night. He didn't have any problem. Last two outings, as a matter of fact, 23 innings pitched. Uh, I'm sorry, 16 innings pitched, 23 strikeouts. 
He didn't walk, I think, one batter in those uh, 16 innings. Um, it, it, whoever you pick, you can't go wrong with. But the question I have is, those guys are going to expect to play quickly. They're Major League ready from what I can see. The Pirates don't want them to be Major League ready right now, right? Not in a situation because you're going to have to start paying them, and they don't want to do it now until they start forming some sort of core, I would imagine. Uh, so that will be interesting to see how they handle that situation with pressure from agents and things of this nature. But I also like the fact that Rocker was in there, and he has been in there for over 100 pitches quite a bit, 116 pitches last night. This goes back to what I talked about in the first hour. I do not understand why some of the uh, most managers in Major League Baseball, man, they, you know, you get to a certain pitch and you're out, regardless of how well you're pitching. That, I'm sorry, that's the wrong way to manage in my book. You know, yeah, you want to be concerned with somebody's shoulder strength, arm strength, but we've taken it and tweaked it into something that it shouldn't be. In other words, you go five innings, we're going to go to the bullpen. You have this many pitches, we're going to go to the bullpen. You can have a no-hitter, we're going to go to the bullpen. I mean, it's ridiculous. If he has the ability to do it, do it. Just that the over-managing in that department has driven, driven me nuts. And it's just, it's league-wide. It's part of this new, you know, analytics based on how many pitches, based on all this, you know. Yeah, you want to protect your investment, I get it. But if he's rocking along like Rocker was last night, there was no sign that he was. His last inning, he made those guys look foolish on his 110th through 116 pitches. 412-928-9370. Let's go to Charles in Chicago. What's up, Charles? How are you? Hey, what's going on, Bob? How's your uh, Saturday kicking off? It's a beautiful day. What's it like in Chicago? It's sunny here. Sunny, I guess, and not only that, though, too. Uh, real quick before I get my topic, but it'd be interesting to see if the Blackhawks be able to hold on and make the playoffs for a second straight year, as are the Pens trying to, with this new division format. But uh, real quickly, on the football side with the Steelers, I was just wondering, uh, seeing that they uh, were able to sign Jesus Smith-Schuster, he basically turned down like 3 to $5 million from reportedly like the Chiefs and the Ravens, to take five million dollars less and sign a one-year deal with eight million dollars, and look at their current salary cap number. And this is where I'm getting at. T.J. Watt, uh, how concerned are you right now? Do you think they have something? His, his extension, like they're going to try to extend him, give him his money. Do you think they'll have to hold off till next season? Because when you look at the current markets of linebackers, as far as like edge rushers, he's going to be commanding top dollars and. What do you think is more likely to happen, I mean, with that? Well, I think what's likely to happen is he's going to sign. I don't think there's any question he's going to sign his contract. They made that a big priority, and they should make it a big priority. Um, but the question is, you know, listen, if you're worried about the salary cap. It's going to go up big time based on this new deal. Did you see the new television deal that they just got? Oh, yeah. I mean, no, I, they I, cashed I, in I, I, big I time with over – like $10 billion, and, you know, we're, we're fortunate. Uh, CBS and KDK getting the AFC, continuing that relationship. We have the Steelers, that's good. They're going to get the Super Bowls in 2023, 20, 27, 31, CBS. This is huge money. Each team will be making over $300 million a year based on television deals. So the money won't be an issue. It's just about, uh, you know, how they you know, utilize it in terms of kick money down the road this year's cap. Normally, if a guy signs a $125 million deal, the first-year actual cash is not all that much. 
and it's spread out over the course of five, seven years, whatever they want to spread it out to. So I'm not worried about that. He'll get a deal. They have to worry about Minka Fitzpatrick too, Charles. Those are two guys. No, and, I... and they, they have to be aware of it. People who make it sound like, oh, they just they don't want to. Sp-. No, they they have to be aware of future deals, and they are. Yeah, I guess I'll just try to see how it makes sense in this year's cap. But this last thing I want to close to real quickly, and then I'll let you go. Uh, I don't know if you happen to watch, like, uh, DC movies or Justice League movies. I had a fun question I was just thinking about with North American sports. And with North American sports, if you had to go by, like, each city, like, with their sports teams, who would you choose if you had to, like, current or former or Hall of Fame legendary players from the city of Pittsburgh from, like, the Steelers? Pirates and Penguins. If you had to send like a league of players to represent your town to defend the world, who would those <laughs> icons be? That's all I want to leave. Well, we're lucky here, here, Charles, because we have multiple picks you can make. I mean, my goodness. Um, obviously, Mary Lemieux. Mary Lemieux is my favorite, just because I, I don't think I've ever seen a player like him. Um, he's always going to be at the top of my list. Sidney Crosby's fantastic. Uh, different way. Mario was so much uh, amazing talent uh, in that situation. I mean, you can just look at Penguins alone and come up with a whole bunch of guys like that. Uh, Roberto Clemente with the Pirates, of course. Willie Starger with the Pirates. You can go back in time and find tremendous Pirates if you want. The Steelers are loaded with how many Hall of Famers? I mean, that question, you can you can have a list of 50 guys, really. And, and I think in this case, we're, we're very lucky in the city of Pittsburgh. We've been able to watch some tremendous athletes do their thing here. And sometimes it becomes a spoiling situation. People expect it all the time. It's not that easy. And, you know, just sit back and enjoy it and, and watch some of these guys do their thing. Yeah, you want championships. Yeah, you're always judged by championships. Yeah, the Pirates need to step up and spend money to win championships. But over the course of time, there have been some great players there, there have been some great players with the Penguins and Steelers. I'd waste my time trying to figure out time on the air here, but if I had to come up with a list, it would be in excess of 20 for sure who can be uh, some of the best in the history of the sport. Anyway, we're up against the break. It's 412-928-9370. If you have any tweets, let me know. It's at KD Pomp. I'd love to hear from you. We're on until 1 o'clock when Joe Starkey takes over, and Joe Starkey may even sing his entire uh, time on the air here today. Who knows? He's capable of doing that. Lots to talk about as we continue here. All right, welcome back, everyone. Bob Pompiani with you until 1 o'clock today. Be sure to join us every night, seven nights a week, CW. It is the Ireland Contracting Nightly Sports Call. 25 minutes, we have a chance to talk with you every night. So tune in for that. Also, the number one Cochrane Sports Showdown tomorrow night, every Sunday night, 11.35 on KDK-TV. You can follow us on Twitter at 937thefan, driven by Jim Sharkey, Pittsburgh's number one Kia dealer. Shop all three locations, sharkeykia.com. You can also text us on the fan text line. And that is, of course, sponsored by Edgar Snyder & Associates. 412-928-9370. Edgar Snyder & Associates reminds you to text responsibly. Also, experience March like never before because... Fans are welcome to catch all the first-round games today at FanDuel Sportsbook Inside Live. Casino Pittsburgh, it's going to become your new home for college hoops all tournament long. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of Radio.com, 937thefan.com, 21 plus. Present in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And the Wet Go in Pine Township has a deal for you. Free car washes today only. Yes, you heard me right. Free car washes. It's a beautiful day. Why not take care of that car? Stop out to the Wet Go 
Pro, located at 140 Town Center Drive in Wexford, to shine up your ride. Get more information at 937thefan.com. And a big thank you to our sponsors once again, PNC Bank. Make today the day at PNC. Ireland Contracting. Visit IrelandContracting.com and ride in style. Go one better with number one Cochrane. Go one better at number one Cochrane. All right. Let me look at my notes here. Something I didn't cover today. Well, actually I did, but I want to get back to it. And that would be the Penguins. We haven't spent a lot of time on them. Casey DeSmith goes today. He's been playing well. The goaltending largely has not been an issue for them. Uh, penalty killing has been a big issue for them. They only had one penalty taken the other night, but 24 seconds into it, New Jersey got a goal, and it was a critical goal. Made a one nothing game, a 2 nothing game. P.K. Subban with a blast from the point. The Penguins have got to, if they're going to do anything this year, the rest of this way and into the playoffs, their special teams have got to be the deciding factor. They're, they're not going to run away from people five on five. They're just not. How they handle penalty killing and power play will determine their future. They have enough talent on both. Now, when Bluger's out, it makes it more difficult and challenging because he's a really good penalty killer. But they have to take advantage of those situations. And when they don't, they get beat. doesn't matter who they're playing. They will get beat. The other night, the penalty kill, again, one opportunity, got to kill it. They didn't. Um, when they get opportunities on the power play score, a lot of the, the heavy lifting here will go to the number one line. And that line did generate shots the other night. That line did score the only two goals, Gensel and Rust. You're not going to get a whole bunch now because Malkin being out week to week, Bluger being out, McCann is better. And, and you know, when Crosby was out last year, McCann did a pretty good job. I mean, he's, he's never going to replace the kind of points that Malkin or Crosby can deliver, but he can contribute. And down the middle, that's an important get back. He was activated today, so Jarrett McCann will score. But the Penguins... You know, or have a situation again this week. you got four games against the bottom feeders. You have today. You have tomorrow against the Devils. Now, they're, to me, better than the Sabres have shown. The Sabres coming up Wednesday and Thursday, those games, the PPG Paints Arena. Those are, those are eight points, ladies and gentlemen. you got to get them. Sorry. Uh, you know, you can tell me all you want. They may get into the playoffs the way it is right now because the Flyers have gagged, especially in goal where they gave up nine goals the other night, seven in one period to the Rangers. They did bounce back and beat the Islanders, and it's funny how this works because the Flyers are 3-0 and this year against the Islanders, just like the Penguins have had a great record against the Islanders, and yet it's the Islanders who are ahead of both of those teams. So matchups mean something. Get points when you can mean something. It doesn't matter if you go into overtime and then a shootout. You got, they, the points that New Jersey or Buffalo will get are irrelevant. It's the points that you cannot lose in this four games coming up here. you got to get the points. It's as simple as that. You look at Boston and Washington, they feasted on these teams. That's how you move up in the division. you got to feast on the teams that are feastable, and these are feastable teams, if that's a word. 412-928-9370, your thoughts on the Penguins? And it also puts Ron Hextall in a very interesting position. He and Brian Burke, they first trade deadline coming up. What do they do in this situation? They, and only they, will know how long Malkin is going to get out. Mike Sullivan said that he will return very confidently by the end of the year. But when is that? And given how tight these standings are, the fact that Boston has two games in hand is one point behind the Penguins. And the Flyers, you know, and they're four points behind the Penguins, again, with two games in hand. Uh, the Flyers have not played well, but they're certainly capable of going on a little bit of a surge here. A lot of people thought they would win the division. I was one of them. Their goaltending, once again, which I thought would be okay, has not been okay. Carter Hart has stumbled. Uh, Elliott's been up and down. 
this was a problem I thought solved in Philadelphia, but it hasn't been that way so far. The Rangers have Artemi Panarin back, so that should help them as they try to close the gap. But the point is, <clears throat> they have to take advantage of these teams. What does Ron Hextall do? If he knows that Malkin may not be available for like a month, does he go out and acquire something to help that right now? He has a surplus of defensemen. We'll find out. It's going to be interesting to see coming up in that trade deadline less than a month away. 412-928-9370. Back to the lines we go. We have Don, who joins us on the cell phone. What's up, Don? Hi, Bob. Thank you for taking my call. I have a quick question. The NCAA tournament men's continues to go all day today and tomorrow. And then when is it on next? Uh, I believe they're going to get some games on Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh just because they got to get through. So today you have first round. Tomorrow will be the first or the second round. The teams that play today will play Monday, if I'm not mistaken. It's a different schedule, Don, just because. Uh, are you still there? Apparently not. Okay. Well, that's how it works. Um, they're going to get – because normally this tournament would have started on Thursday. So it was moved back a day because they had to play the playing games, get everything set with this bubble situation. So, you know, they had the play-in games, and then they had to start the, uh, the actual tournament on a Friday, not a Thursday. So, And it's very easy to get your days mixed up in this whole situation that is changing in sports as we speak. So, uh, But, yeah, you'll see a lot of games today. You'll see a lot of games tomorrow and Monday, and then they'll go to the next round after that, the Sweet 16. Uh, I have Illinois and Gonzaga in the final. Uh, I really like Gonzaga. Now, having said that, normally the team I pick to win it all loses early in the tournament. I hope that's not the case. If you've watched Gonzaga play, you know just how good they are. They're a very good team. Uh, but at the same time, uh, all it takes is one off shooting night. And when that happens, things change. Just ask San Diego State. If you watch them, they're a pretty good team. They totally got away from the inside game that had served them well in the course of the regular season. They couldn't solve the Syracuse zone. They start firing up threes. They didn't even attempt to get the ball inside, and they were throwing up brick after brick. They hit shots down the line, but it was too late. They had dug a hole, and against that zone, you can't do that. I think West Virginia is better suited to deal with that Syracuse zone. 412-928-9370. we got Anthony in Oakland joining us right now. Hello, Anthony. Thank you. You know, I... I don't know what's going on down there at the Steeler organization. It's, it's starting to look like Dave Littlefield was signed as the new general manager. Why in the world would you tell Mr. Stephen Nelson to look for a trade when PFF rates him one of the best corners in the National Football League? I mean, you say goodbye. Well, PFF, PFF has some – they're good on some, they're bad on some in their assessment. What I will tell you, Anthony, is i got to believe – that this had nothing to do with his play right now. But I think they were looking, you know, his contract's going to be up too, right? And they have to deal with a lot of defensive guys, big-time players like Minka, like TJ. They're going to have to sign those guys. Maybe they felt it wasn't worth investing long-term on Nelson, and now is the time to separate. That could have been an excuse, uh, reason. Well, then why bring Roethlisberger back then if you're looking that far down the road? You're here to win now. And it's not a coincidence that when Minka and Nelson showed up, that secondary became a heck of a lot better than the way it used to look when they were throwing bombs all over their head all the time. I don't like it. It makes no sense to me. Uh, if, if you're in win mode now, that doesn't make any sense. You're already going to lose. 
You're, I agree with you. I thought when I, when I heard this, I was shocked just because of what you just said. Uh, they've already lost a lot of guys on defense. You lose a starting corner on top of everybody else they've lost. How are you going to replace them all knowing that your priority in this draft will be uh, offense? And, you know, and I, I get tired of hearing these so-called sports analysis in this town who are sitting around here looking at Spillane. Spillane is a backup. I mean, if you people didn't watch what happened when Spillane was in the game, that's when these teams start sitting out their running back and, and, and on curls because he couldn't get to the corner. If we're, if we're playing Spillane, we're in trouble. We, yeah, I mean, if you're not going to find Williamson back or L.J. Fort, don't give me Spillane. All that does is make the rest of your backups weaker. He's a, he's a journeyman at best. I agree with that. And I think because of that, Devin Bush has to have one heck of a year. He, to me, he's a great guy to have behind your starters. And now that Vince Williams is there, they got to find an inside linebacker too. Yeah, yeah they have so, to. So that's why you know that that's why you've got a lot of holes to fill here. Unless they're going to go young in the draft like the Tampa did. You know, Tampa loaded up when they brought Brady in on offense and uh, and on their defensive line uh, linebackers in line. But they went they went rookie and young person in the secondary because you can't spend money everywhere. So maybe that's their maybe they're going uh, 1981-49ers. The Steelers are, hope, but they can't keep, you know, they can't make mistakes like losing Nelson. And when, when you got uh, holes like Edmonds running around that you got in the first round, where you could have got him in the third. Yeah, they they have some work to do. There's no question. So again, w- what I like to do, Anthony, is wait until free agency is done, wait at the draft, and see where they and see what they've decided to do. I'm just curious. Uh, you're pretty good about a, when you look at their tackles right now, Zach Matter. And Chooks are core four. How do you how do you assess those two? Because I I think they need another capable start. Chooks is okay, but I'm not going to trust him for the whole season. Are you? Well, they're going to no, they're going to get somebody in the first round. They're going to get one of those tackles in the first round. So that's going to be your future guy. This is this is they're going more run mode, and that's where that's another thing. Is Ben going to be accepting of what Canada wants to do? Because we can't you can't throw. He, as the percentage that he threw last year, and even them allowing him to do it when he just came off that 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 bad elbow. I mean, it, a lot of the stuff that they're do, they've been doing the last couple of years makes you shake your head, and that's why you have to admire Belichick. He took it on the chin last year, but they were a hundred and something million under the cap, and he's loading back up for Bear again up there with his tight end set. But I don't know about Cam Newton as their starter. Did you see enough from him last year to think? Yeah, you surrounded him with a lot of talent, Anthony. He didn't yeah. have that talent last year. That should make him better. But are you confident he can be the man leading them? Yeah, I do. Because you got that two tight end set where he's not—he's not a deep thrower, accurately thrower. But with his run game, and you know they're always going to have a good run game. They had a good run game last year with a bunch of nobodies and Cam. So yeah, I think one more year in their system. And remember, he—he he got. Covert 19, and he was not himself. I think he'll do very well. But they're loading up, man. On de- look what they're doing on defense too. Hey, but you know I don't like Belichick because of how the, he would take care of the Steelers. But boy, you got to give him credit. The man's the best coach in the NFL history. We'll find out what he can do this year. Thanks, Anthony, for the call. As always, appreciated. It's four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy. Want to thank our sponsors once again, PNC Bank. Make today the day at PNC, their new virtual wallet. you got to get it. It's a must-have in App City world. Also, thank you 
to Ireland Contracting, the title sponsor of the Ireland Contracting Nightly Sports Call, Pittsburgh CW, every night at 10.35 on CW. And number one, Cochrane, go in style. Go one better with number one, Cochrane. We have more calls all the way to 1 o'clock when Joe Starkey takes over. Call me right now at 412-928-9370. It's the Bob Pompiani Show, Sports Radio, 93.7 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Rounding third, heading home. Joey Cora has given the green light. Bob Pompiani with Matt Harkins behind the glass today back at the fan studios. And we are talking sports until 1 o'clock when Joe Starkey takes over. Penguins and Devils today at 1. A very big game for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Can't fritter points away against teams like this after they already did it on Thursday night. They got back-to-backers here and then back-to-backers with the lowly Buffalo Sabres coming up on Wednesday and Thursday. Those games at PPG Paints Arena. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. We've been spending a lot of time with the Steelers situation, also talking about the Penguins. And I still look at the Pirates as a very interesting situation with regard to their number one overall pick. You know it's going to be either Jack Leiter or Kumar Rocker, both from Vanderbilt and both very talented guys. The question is, how long will it take for those two to emerge as a starter in the Pirate rotation? Because if you know the Pirates' philosophy, it's not just theirs, but it's other teams. They're going to want to wait. They're going to want to you know, develop. But talking to a lot of major league scouts, these guys are major league ready to go. They have aggressive agents who definitely want them to be in the majors now, not later. So how long will it take? What do they do? Because if you look at their starting rotation right now, it's filled with guys who are, you know, okay, just that, okay. You know, who's your ace? Keller, he got rocked pretty good. He has been so far this spring. Chad Cool, congrats that he and his wife on delivering a baby boy. Wish them all the best. Chad Cool's come back from a, a real rough uh, surgery with the Tommy John. And, you know, he's there. Brault, okay. They brought in some veterans, okay. But they're kind of journeyman guys. They could use one of these guys. But the question is, do they want it now? Because their team is not capable of winning now. They would most likely want those guys to go to the minors and wait. How do you think that'll work? If you're observing the Pittsburgh Pirates at 412-928-9370. And I understand why they would do it. They want to kind of match these guys up with hopefully some core players who develop in time. But it's going to take some time. They're on a faster track, both rocker and lighter. They don't want to wait around. They want to pitch. Get the clock moving. But the Pirates don't want that clock to start yet. So what would you do? How would you handle it at 412-928-9370? That's the number to call. Also, with the NCAA, I'm very interested to watch Syracuse-West Virginia. That'll be tomorrow. Um, you know, West Virginia is a better team. I don't think there's any question about that. But that zone that Syracuse can throw at you can be very difficult, especially if you're impatient. And I thought last night San Diego State just did a terrible job. They never even tried to attack it. They kept shooting three-pointers for no reason. And this is the problem when you rely on three-point teams. Baylor's a very good three-point team. But if you go through a game and all it takes is one to be eliminated in this tournament and you get into a cold shooting day when you rely on three-pointers, and keep in mind, three-pointers, the best in the business, operate at far less than 50%. It is not a best percentage shot. It isn't. Basketball has gotten away from that. Now we see guys, influenced by the NBA, trying three-point shots from the logo at half court with still plenty of time left on the shot clock. Yeah, okay, you think you're Steph Curry? Go ahead and try. You ain't going to make it. You're going to miss 80% of the time from out there. And yet you see this kind of nonsense going on. 
I think San Diego State really hurt themselves by thinking that they had to hit threes. So of course you have to hit threes. But when you can't make a three, then you'd be better off trying to work it inside and, and trying to at least go to the foul line. They couldn't even do that. But that's what Syracuse can do to you. West Virginia, on the other hand, that's not going to happen. I think West Virginia will win this game and move on. They have the inside-outside game. Miles McBride is terrific. Matthews is good. They got Derek Culver down low. This is without Oscar Shibway. Sean McNeil has become a weapon for them. They have a lot of people who can hurt Syracuse. Whereas Syracuse got some good players, and I don't know that you can expect 30 points from Buddy Beheim coming up to, on Sunday. Uh, but he was red hot from behind the three. But again, my point is the three-point shot, which is fun, great to see. It can eliminate deficits in a hurry. It's also not the most advisable shot when you're trying to win a lot. The better play is, especially if you have an inside game, is to try to go there first. Try to get to the line. Try to do that inside out. The only way you're going to beat Syracuse if you got an inside out game, you got to be able to go inside and force that zone to collapse, freeing up shooters. San Diego State didn't even bother with that last night. They just were just shooting. And if you're not making shots, you have problems. They had problems. So Illinois advanced rather easily to Ohio State, and Purdue teams from the Big Ten did not. They get ousted. Rutgers beats Clemson. That's a little bit of a surprise. It was a 10 versus 7 seed. So, uh, you know, it's going to be fun to watch. They're going to be a lot of my bracket needs to have Gonzaga and Illinois going deep. Listen, if it, the most advisable plays go to chalk, number one seeds. Typically, you're going to end up getting to the final four, most of them anyway. You can kind of rely on an upset for an upset special early on, long shot, whatever, get points that way. But those teams normally are not going to last long. Although the, you know, the balance of power has certainly shifted over time in the NCAA when it comes to basketball because there are a lot of good teams in some of these other conferences that you may never see play. But they're really good, and they're getting better, and they're not afraid. We saw that with Moorhead State against West Virginia early. We saw it definitely with Oral Roberts, which watch out for them in a 15th seed, the way they played, and North Texas State and others. There are good teams out there. If you just think you're going to show up and win, you are badly mistaken. you got to play regardless. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.